Uh, why don't we begin with a word of prayer? And dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for uh, your word. Uh, Lord, we know that uh, you give us uh, our reason for praise. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, uh, that by your all-atoning sacrifice, um, you have called us to be your own, and that we um, are forgiven of all our sins. Bless us this day. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, Anthony, do you need a paper? Here's a, oh, you got one. All right. Um, Hebrews 5. Okay, let's continue here. Again, um, when we talk about being made perfect uh, and the, uh, the issue with the Hebrews, as we'll talk about today, is though they have the Word of God, uh, they are struggling with spiritual immaturity. Um, and uh, before we start, uh, you know, what, when we say spiritual immaturity, what, what, does, what do you think that means, spiritual immaturity? Uh, anyone? Versus spiritual maturity, you know, like the difference. Well, somebody who has just, oh, sorry, become a, a Christian maybe has, you know, who, who believes in the gospel, who has just accepted Christ as their Savior, but maybe perhaps doesn't know the word as much as somebody else who's gone to Bible study or, or somebody who's attended seminary, right? Oh, yes. Oh, me. <laughs> I have. I'll show, you, I'll show you proof. Anyways. Uh, sorry, that was awkward. Anyways. Uh, yes, go ahead. Continue. Oh, oh was that it? Well, it's kind of the spectrum of immature versus mature. Well, I think also as an immature Christian, it's much easier to give up or give in because you don't really understand where your where your your strength comes from it's still i think a little bit on what what you do and how much faith or whatever you have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again depending which denomination that you have so faith of a mustard seed versus faith of a grapefruit. Yeah. Or, yeah. Grapefruit. Mm. Or also having the support system that you, you tend to develop as you spend more time with Christians. Then you realize if you're having an issue or you need some encouragement or whatever, you have people that you can call on. And as a new believer, you may not feel comfortable doing that. You may not know which step to All right. I feel that now that I'm a Christian, I should be able to do all this by myself. I shouldn't need a support system. All right. Good words. Dave? I don't know. I'm bothered by the term mature. I think it really has to do with we're all immature. There may be varying degrees of immaturity, but it's, it seems like we're always... The childlike faith? Yeah, and moving towards that truth. And that doesn't occur until the resurrection. Yeah, I, I think when we talk about maturity, Dave, and, and for all everyone here, you know, I, I think our quick... Our, for our nature, I know we think it's something that 
we are, and we'll talk about it here as uh, the writer talks about spiritual maturity uh, in chapter six especially, but um, that spiritual maturity is, I, I think the question is, who is the one who is giving us growth? And, it's, and, and it, we have to be very careful that it's not like we're dealing with levels or like, like we're on this hierarchy of maturity because that's, I think, what other even denominations will teach about your level of, and that's not, and we have to be careful on that front, um, but we, that's what we'll talk about today. That's why we, we have Bible study, and that's why I always say the health of any congregation is, is how, how much we are in the Word, right? Marjorie, yes? Equipped. But That's a good you, word. You haven't discovered them. Maybe somebody hasn't told you, maybe you've not read that part of the Bible yet. And so you continue to grow through that, and it is the Spirit that's providing that growth for us. Yeah, through the word. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Sounds like. <laughs> that's right. Um, all right, last one before. Yes. Oh. Sure. Um, another factor is recognizing your own sin. And I may not years ago have realized that something I was doing was, was wrong. Discernment. And, and then eventually I changed my ways as I become more aware. Yeah, I mean, that's a good example, I think, of how that spiritual maturity is about, is seeing for what, seeing the law on our hearts, seeing uh, the reality of our sin. And not making excuses or platitudes or what the world does, you know, that, or, or all this stuff, you know. It, and this is where the growing of faith is so important for each and every one of us. Because spiritual immaturity caters to those people that just say, I already know that. I already know it, so why do I have to hear it again? It's like, it's like that, what Marjorie said about childlike faith versus adults who say, you know, um, it's like, um, it's like, um, Keegan here, not Keegan per se, but hypothetical Keegan, that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a young adult. I can do everything myself now, and I don't need anyone else, but I'm, I'm young, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I got all the world ahead of me, and I need no one else but myself. And I think we all kind of have that, not saying Keegan has that, but well, he pro- we all have that mentality at times. And, and uh, 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 this, is, this is what we face uh, when it comes to that spiritual temptation. So that, that's what we're going to really talk about today. Um, I don't want to open up that. That was a long intro. But uh, we see right here, as we continue, uh, 9 and 10, if someone could read that. Now, one who maintains perfect love remains in perfect love. 
became the source of eternal salvation for all who obeyed him and was designated by God to be all right, so when we talk about uh, uh, Jesus Christ in the flesh uh, that was offered for us in verse 7 and following, and now it's in being made perfect. Uh, why don't we turn to 2.10 real quick, 2.10 of Hebrews, if anyone has that. <clears throat> what, is, what is this perfect all about? All right, perfect through suffering, and that is, uh, who is perfect through suffering? And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right? Uh, this, is, this is what it means to be made uh, perfect by the one who is perfect and who, who accomplished the perfect work for us. After the order of Melchizedek, with Melchizedek, uh, this is a typology or a picture of Christ as the true high priest, and there, um, after that order, Jesus would come to cleanse us from our sin and, and make us perfect by his, own, by his own righteousness. So we talk about imputed righteousness. What I mean by imputed righteousness, you probably don't want to tell someone that in a gospel moment. Jesus imputes righteousness in you, Jeff. And Jeff would be like, hypothetical Jeff would be like, uh, sounds like science terms, you know, the science, Keegan, you're all about all science. If you told me all your science terms, I'd be like, uh, anyways, uh, but, but yeah, we are imputed uh, <clears throat> the Lord's righteousness, and, and this is made perfect through his suffering for us. So, so as we look at Jesus' work upon the cross, uh, here, uh, you know, um, it is by his sinlessness uh, that we have our assurance because he is the perfect sacrifice. Uh, for our sins, and that is a reason for our praise, which we talked about this morning. Uh, I had three this morning. Good. Oh, Keegan, growing up. That's right. That's right. Uh, all right. I know. I know. That's right. Um, um, verse 11, so can we read that verse 11? We have much to say about this, but it's hard to explain because you are slow to learn. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're getting towards, and again, my Bible has that subtitle, or that title, Warning Against Apostasy, right? A, a warning against turning away, a, renouncing and rejecting the faith. This is the, the temptation that they had, the Hebrews. And, you know, um, what? What is the deception of the devil when it comes to renouncing the faith? How does he do that or try to do that in us under the guise of, yeah, I believe in God, but then the devil kind of turns that and he tries to do what with that, I believe in God? What does the devil do with that? Those words. Yes, Marjorie. Kind of plants doubt. I believe in God, but there, there, there's always an implied but. Did I do enough? Did he really, is he really everything he promises to be? Um, am I worthy? It, anything to put in that little fissure 
of Dow and, and um, the vision. And he also makes you think that you, he makes you think you're better than you are. Oh, I don't really need, that's not for me. I, I don't, you know, I would never lust after another man. I would never, and, and yet you have this other sin that's glaring right in your face and sure. you don't admit it. Yeah, all right. Uh, Marjorie went deep there. Very good. Uh, but, uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but you're right. You're right. Hypothetical Mar She's speaking as hypothetical Marjorie, of course. But we see right here, you know, dole of hearing is, uh, and I, I say I believe in God. You know, when we're dole of hearing, what happens to this whole I believe in God? The creeds go away, right, in our hearts and minds. Uh, the word of God goes away. And we just have this kind of false pretense of this I believe in God umbrella. Do you know what I'm talking about here? That when we are dull of hearing, we start saying, yeah, I still believe in God. And not only do we forget what that means, but we kind of reside on this. Oh, sorry. The pull's in the way. I know you're going like, going like this. Oh, sorry. Oh, Jeff, sorry. It's I, fine. It's fine. He has the camera right here. Did I totally ruin it? Anyways, all right. But, uh, uh, but that I believe in God becomes just a... Just a moral, like a morality word, um, that when we are dull of hearing, remember, hearing is the word of Christ. When we stop hearing the word of Christ, what what is the justification? It's I, I this is the one that I that really concerns me. Well, I shouldn't tell you, because <laughs> if you say that, then uh, you'll know I'm concerned. But this is the flag. I this is my flag that I always. That, I, that kind of raises the uh, uh-oh, right? Um, when it comes to the word of God, I already... Know that. Oh, see, Marjorie? <laughs> no, no, that sounded like I was surprised. I'm not surprised. Um, I, already know, I already know that. I already know it. I, I, why do I have to hear it again? You know, that dole of hearing. And, and what, what happens to this manifestation? It's, well, I believe in God, but then God becomes what? From God, one true God, to little God, to my opinion to my thoughts, and there, all of a sudden, you are believing in a totally different God, and that is the little God. That dole of hearing is very important. You know, as Marjorie said, you could say one commandment, I I haven't done that, so I'm good, Uh, but at the end of the day, you know there's something else glaring in your heart and mind, and um, again, uh, this is where we need to hear the words of Christ, right? That's why we come to church. That's why we study God's word. Because there more and more as we are rooted in that word, uh, this goes away. I already know that. Because it's not simply information. It's your life. Does that make sense? It's not just a textbook, but rather it is your faith in who you are in Christ Jesus. So that dole of hearing... um, Though I snore at night, too much information, I know. Uh, it, 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 does, it keeps my wife awake, right? And she kind of pushes my cheek, and, but then I still snore. But when it comes to hearing God's word, um, how that does not keep us awake in our sinful flesh, right? As it becomes told to us. And it manifests itself in so many different ways. This is what was happening to the Hebrews, right? And this is the first thing. I already know that. I know I believe in God, so, so what else is there, right? Um, I'm fine. Um, well, hypothetically in that discussion, well, when's the last time you 
came to church. Oh, I, I don't go to church anymore because I did that when I was young. I was brought up in it, but I could worship, or I just, or not even that. I just believe, I believe in God. He's out there, right? But again, this is, this is the, this is the regression of this dull of hearing. This is the effect of what happens when we are dull of hearing. It's like, you know, Anthony, Jeff, myself have kids that are younger. (laughs) Sorry. But our kids might say, oh, dad, you know, today... Do we have to go to church, let's say, hypothetically? Uh, uh, and your answer would be yes, of course, because this is where we hear the words of life, the words that give us our rest and the word that feeds us because we know who we are and we know what we need, and that is the words of Christ, right? Uh, because we know the reality of being dull of hearing. And we as adults say the same, like, do I have to hear that again or do I... You know, I, I already know this. And, and this is what was happening to the Hebrews. Uh, they were not only dull of hearing, but they were actually reverting back to their old ways. Like they heard Jesus and it was great. You know, we, we talk about the parable of the, the sower, right? I mean, we, we know one of them was, uh, what was one of them? Uh, they, they quickly received the word, but when trials came, what happens? They fall away quick, right? When the riches of cares is light, choke them up, they go away. And this is, I think, that picture of, of how important it is to be rooted by the Word because you know the Word and how it works through the power of the Holy Spirit feeding us and pointing us to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there, all this stuff slowly goes away. All this, I already know that, I can do this myself, and I can live as I please. Right? This, this whole mantra is real. I mean, you know people in your life that kind of has this, if, do, am, I, am I just in my own world here? Do, do you know, yeah, do we know people like this? Kind of like in that general platitude of, of I believe in God, but when you talk to them about it, it's just like... I went through confirmation. I'm good. As you <laughs> dust off the carcass of it's like it's like my Encyclopedia Britannica my mother has at home. It's like, do we even read that? Oh, we'll just Google it. That's what Abe says. Anyways, but uh, it's just like that book on the wall, you know, that you, like the Bible too. It just, it's a good ornament on the shelf, you know? Uh, and that's the, the reality of our sinful nature is that this can become dull of hearing. Um, and the dull of hearing is, no one is immune to that. Not even Keegan, right? <laughs> so, I mean... I was just going to say. Oh, no one can steal banks with me. No. Keegan, I, I think he's, he likes fast cars. He does. That Corvette, right? Love Corvettes. I can roll in a Corvette. Oh, you and Jeff. You should race. You should race. That'd be great. Anyways. Okay. Oh, wow. Marjorie, yes. I was going to say that um, in, in the order of how things happen, I, I like that with God and then the little God and then opinions and then the thoughts. And then I go one step further and say that the thoughts then become your belief. Yeah. And that it gets reinforced by the world around us because nothing in the world around us, as you said this morning, everything points to... Self. Myself. 
and yeah. how good I am. And everything in the media, if I hear one more person talking about being their best self. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's what's out there. Sure. But sure. That's, that's happening even within some of the denominations. Yeah. It's changed. Um, <clears throat> some years ago, this has probably been about 10, 12 years ago, we were back in, in Georgia visiting my aunt. Um, <clears throat> and we went to a Methodist church and had to do confession afterwards. But anyway. <laughs> I'm here all day. <laughs> we went to a Methodist church. And after the service, we went out to uh, to Sunday afternoon dinner with my uh, aunt, my cousin. And she asked, well, what did you think of the sermon today? And I thought, oh, good grief. I haven't mm -hmm. seen her in 15 years. And she's asking me a question like that. And I'm going to cut her off because she isn't my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And before I could even uh, say anything, I didn't like it either. Well, it had changed. This is a Methodist church, and there was not one mention of the gospel mm. within the, the uh, Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're, of course, in, in Georgia, they're dyed-in-the-wool Methodists. But yeah. uh, even she could recognize that, mm -hmm. that something was wrong there. Missing. It was all... You might as well have been on a self-help app on your phone for all the good that it was. No, 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 yeah, and, and I think this is the thing. And, you know, when we talk about preaching of the cross, preaching of Jesus Christ, when you hear those words of the gospel, from the law to the gospel, um, is it a temptation to already say this right here? Like, is it a temptation to, okay, we're hearing about Jesus again, what he did for me. Uh, is, it, is there a temptation of, I already know that, so why do I have to hear about it? Well, Again. Think, think about the reverse Advent calendar and the readings from Luke. How many of you have read all of those chapters before? Every one of us in here has. But it doesn't hurt to hear them again, to be reminded of what the real story is. This is the real God. It's not the little God or my thoughts or anything lower down on that list there. It's the real thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when we, when we really look at the Hebrews, their dull of hearing would be attracted, their, <clears throat> the undulling of it, undulling? Undulling? Undulling. I love making words. Trust me, I, <laughs> preach, I preach words that aren't words, and I still preach. I'm like, you know what? So what? Whatever the computer says, I don't care about the red line. I'm doing it. Anyways, <laughs> red lines are great. Anyways, it reminds me of the blood of Christ. Anyways, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I know it's not comedy hour. I'm sorry. But, uh, but their doling of hearing of the words of Christ would now be attracted to uh, the Old Testament and all that they really once knew. And there they would eventually apostatize uh, for many different reasons, whether it was focusing on that, the Old Testament, and what they used to know as Jews, but also uh, uh, but because of persecution, they would also be afraid for their lives, so they would apostatize there. But again, when we talk about dull of hearing, and when we talk about hearing, I mean, let's, let's really be honest with ourselves. Like, when we, we hear many things in this world, and when you really checklist on what your ears are attracted to, 
you'll realize how quickly we can be dull of hearing God's word. I mean, like sports, um, I could, you know, like that's what I listen to in the car. Um, sports radio, that's like my thing, you know. Um, I could hear that whenever, like it's great, you know. Uh, but when it comes to the word of God, you know, maybe in our own flesh, it's like, well, that's only for Sunday, so I don't have to hear it again. <laughs> or, or, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, pastor preaches on and, and um, you know, I'm, I'm good with it now. We're so attracted by other hearings um, and we're um, trying and, and we're dulled by that. And there we are fleeing to what we used to know or, or because of fear we turn away from and we listen to something else. And this is the attack of the Hebrews as their hearing was becoming dull to the word of God. I mean, I don't know how many times we can say it, but it's easy just to come to church and say, you know what, God, I, I sat here for two hours. I did my job. So whether I hear or not, I checked off the box. I made my attendance on December 19th, 2021. So we are good, right? Now, again, that, that is not why we are here. It's to hear, to receive the gifts and that preaching of the cross. Um, and this is so important. Why? Because there God is giving us that, forgi- that word of forgiveness. That, that when we talk about preaching, you guys, it is a preaching office to, uh, uh, to absolve people. It's a preaching time to forgive people. And, and that is through the work of Christ. Right? Everything about the service is about what God does for you. Like we, we start with confession. Apps. That, that's all what God does for you. And he absolves you at that very moment. You're not, just, you're not just remembering that he absolves you, but you're actually forgiven of your sins. And that by the work of Christ, you are indeed, by his promise, you are forgiven. I mean, the supper is that climax of, of what this is all about in the divine service, that God is actually at this time in space. How miraculous that is, that he serves you his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. And this is, how you, this is how you roll, right? This is how you leave the door and say, I am forgiven. All of them. Washed away. This is who I am, right? And this is what we hear, right? Now, the doling is very important because the devil is there bringing the noise. And you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you do. Uh, whether it's some worry you have on your mind or the schedule upcoming this week or all the Christmas arrangements that you have to make and all those things. Trust me, I go through it too. Um, but mine's more of how many sermons I have to write this week. Anyways, but, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> anyways, um, we're ready for the challenge. But um, um, usually guys have them somewhat done by now, but you know how I roll. So uh, <laughs> anyways, um, sorry, too much information. Anyways, uh, we see right here, uh, as we continue... <laughs> Yes. 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 Oh, it's actually, I, I enjoy it, you know. I enjoy writing. You should see me. Jeff kind of sees it in the morning. I talk to myself in my office. And he always walks in. He's like, are you talking to yourself again? I'm like, pretty much. I'm talking as I'm writing. That's how I, that's how I um, do it. So, um, anyways. Sorry, too much information again. So here, uh, I talk to myself a lot, actually, anywhere I go. At the store, you know, by myself. Sometimes you just need good advice, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, you know, ear 
you know, when I was a kid, mentally ill people talked to themselves. Nowadays, you, you don't know what they're doing. No, I know. That's right. That's right. So anyways, okay, verse 12. Why don't we uh, get past the dull of hearing now? Verse 12, so can we read that? Verse 12? Verse 12? Yes, so for, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need no Okay, so right here, uh, what we talk about, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principle. The oracles, uh, another would be word, that'd be good too, uh, from the Greek, uh, you know, logia, lagos, um, the word. So uh, you need milk, not solid food. So uh, the basics, right? Uh, Yeah, uh, this is where they're at. This is their issue. Um, this is when they're in the time of persecution and in a time of wavering of their faith. This is where they're tested, right? And this is what the writer is saying. Like, where, where are your roots? Because at the end of the day, I think COVID really did kind of do that for us. It, it literally shook the tree that we have on that wall. It, it shook it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, even though I can't shake the decaled wall, but... Um, um, it shook the tree, and it really tested all of our faith to see where that resided. And at the end of the day, it all, go, it all goes back to the word of God that we hear and receive and study, right? All by the work of the Holy Spirit, and that is Christ, right? So this is, this is very important, and this is what they were struggling with, milk. They needed milk because they, they just couldn't, uh, uh, they were still struggling with their own, with their own um, spiritual issues here, and not like we don't, but... Uh, this is um, what he is trying to encourage them with them, press them upon, saying this is what's really happening. Sometimes as we talk about discernment earlier, we're, when we're spiritually immature, I think um, not that we know every sin that is before us because we sin when we don't know when we sin, but there are moments where uh, I think in our flesh, uh, we make, what is it? We make uh, justifications for what we've done. Uh, or even we're not even aware, and we don't even know, and we're like, I don't care, I'm going to do what I want. And, and this is, uh, you know, what we talk about immaturity here, the lack of discernment, uh, the lack of biblical understanding, I think in this day and age, uh, the lack of understanding what this faith is, that is what they were facing in the time uh, of the Hebrews. And um, the writer is bringing it because it's urgent. You can't, we can't rest on Hallmarkian beliefs of God. We can't, because trust me, if you, if you go to the Hallmark aisle, that's what people believe. That's what I, that, this is like the test of how I see the world is, I go to the Hallmark aisle uh, in my spare time, kidding. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I walk, read these things, I'm like, this is what people believe. And it's, it's really, really short in a sense of understanding what the roots of Christ is all about. Uh, anyways, uh, verse um, 13 All right. So for everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. Now, what is the word of righteousness? What is that? What is righteousness? I talked about it earlier. Uh, It is the one who imputes you with righteousness. What is that? Who is it? It's Jesus, right? 
He's the one who charges you with his righteousness. Right? This is the word of righteousness, only Christ. Right? This is what it means to be spiritually mature, is that everything is Christ. That's why we talk about Ruth. You know, we, we mourn the loss of her, right? But yet at the same time, we, we, we know that she is comforted by our Lord where every tear and, and thirst and hunger is satisfied, and she is celebrating in the throne of God, right? Because of only Christ. And this is what maturity is all about. Skilled, you are unskilled in the righteousness of God. Because your skill is, well, Christ, but I have to do all these things. Or Christ, but there is more to life. Or yeah, Christ is this, but he's just uh, one part of my story of salvation. No, Christ is everything. For them, it's easy to mix up. And for us, it's easy to mix up, isn't it? Um, Trust me. For all of us here who are studying it together right now, it's easy to mix that up as we live in this world. So that, that danger is with us as well. And we need to perk up the ears, right, all the time, prayerfully, hearing God's word, because this is what's happening. It's building us up and, and um, like bearing fruit and doing good things and, and all these things that we're called to do. Like uh, Jennifer seeing her job in a totally different way in this faith as an opportunity to serve and love people is what a lot of people might not think when it comes to being a teacher, right? They might say, okay, i got to go to work, and i got to teach kids, and i got to just, let's just get over with the day and be done with it, right? Um, or, man, this is, this is difficult. How am I going to do this? Um, you know, and people trust in their own way. And, and for Jennifer, it's, no, this is my opportunity to love and serve. Yes, surely there are challenges, <laughs> and there's all these things, but this is my opportunity that God has given to me, placed in my life, to love and serve. And again, this is where we talk about maturity. It always begins in the solid food uh, of that growth that is of God's church, God's word, right? Verse 14. So can you read that for me? But solid food is for the mature good from evil. Good from evil. So when we talk about maturity, when I say law of gospel living, what do I mean by that? I mean, I teach the, right now we're teaching a lot of adults right now for confirmation or in, adult instruction, but I just, it's fresh on my mind, so I'll go over it again. Law and gospel, why is that, when we talk about evil, when we talk about good, distinguishing good and evil, um, what, is, what is law of gospel living? If someone could explain that to me, law of gospel living, yes, Marjorie. Thank you for taking the chance. <laughs> the law convicts you and the gospel forgives you. Okay, convicts and forgives. Good. Now, in that, in that convicting and forgiving, um, when we talk about spiritual maturity, uh, this is, as we hear the word of God, which is law and gospel, if you, have you noticed that? <laughs> no. no? Yes? Hopefully I'm not doing the how to be a... Every day is a Friday and becoming a better you. Uh, but anyways, uh, sorry, you know who you are. You'll probably not listen to this person who says that. But Anyways, but, uh, <laughs> but it's this, you know, we live under God's name in this word of God. And there this, this pendulum of the long gospel is in our hearts and minds. So as we live our life, the word of God is on our hearts. We know the law. We know the demand of God. But yet what happens uh, uh, we, we fall short in sin, and in that discernment, what do we do in faith? We repent. Rest 
in the forgiveness of Christ in this very gospel, knowing that you are forgiven of your sins, just as the word says so, just as you hear time and time again as you are absolved of those things. And in that gospel, what happens to the law? We see it as a, how will God use me as a child of God to love and serve my neighbor? Not, how will I have my job to reap the benefits and store the grain houses and eat, drink, and be merry? You know the parable of the rich fool, right? Uh, uh, And live out my life fulfilling my own desires and living for myself. And me, 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 it's all about me. I got to indulge and get more and more and more. And um, that's who we are. But no, in this law of gospel living, it's that convicting of my sin, laws written on my heart. In faith, we repent, not a work. But because we live under his name, we are sorrowful for our sin. It's not just, oh, what's the big deal? They do it too. So what's the big deal? No, it's we are grieving against what we've done in our thought, word, and deed. And there we rest as we repent in our faith that Christ forgives us of our sins. And there we proceed to love and serve our neighbor as we bear fruit in this life. Now, when we fall short, what happens? We go through this pendulum again. And at the end of the day, I know I'm kind of dancing with you right here. This is how I dance. But at the end of the day, uh, where does it always end? Yes, thank you. Yes. On Je- oh, now I'm getting dizzy. I'm closing my hands swinging. But uh, it, it ends on Jesus all the time. And, and that is when we, when we talk about uh, uh, this practice of discernment. You know, we're not going to... And what's the opposite of this? I know we're getting late. The opposite of this is just continually live by your own self rule by your self-justification, you know, by the, oh, I'm not so bad of a person, this evening of scales, that's our human discernment of whether we're good with God or not. And we go on that path of, oh, I've been a good person, I'm good with God, I've done good things, I haven't murdered anyone, so I guess we're good, you know, and um, this is, this goes away. And we just live kind of in that, what's it called, that kind of self-concocted idea of who God is. And um, they would just revert, the Hebrews would just revert back to their Old Testament sacrifices, to their own way, and, and they would go that way, right? But, I'm, but I guess my point is, is that this isn't, it hasn't changed. Nothing is new under the sun, and we still face this time and time again. That's why the word is so important. It's not because you just go to church to just do the Christian thing. No, this word roots you, right? And it's not like you're even trying. Do you see? This is the work of the Holy Spirit, and as you hear the word more and more and more, as you, as you are growing in that word, there you see this discernment. And there at the end of the day, it's, it's where this word of righteousness, this is where your faith is, right? And um, yeah, that's what we do, right? Uh, and what a great joy that is. All right, uh, let's close there. Um, before we do that, let me read this right here for you. On your handout, I love this quote from my, from my uh, I've met him before. He's so great. He's Australian, too, so I love his accent. Um, he's, a th- <laughs> he's a commentator for uh, us Lutherans. Um, love him. Um, while, we, while well-educated physical senses enable people to distinguish between what is beautiful and what is ugly, what is physically good for them and what is bad for them, the senses of a spiritually mature person help them discern what is spiritually good for them, right? So that's discernment, what's good for me. In, in the spirit, like God's good word or good conscience, which enables them to do good works, the works of love. See that they can also discern what is spiritually bad for them. Sometimes we don't. Right. Anyways, like an evil conscience or worse, an evil heart of unbelief. Their organs of spiritual perception are sharpened and refined so that they can appreciate the good things they have from God and the better things that belong to their salvation.
So that's a, a good, he says it so beautifully about what that discernment is all about. So read that, read that and check yourself and say, wait, is this what it's like in, in a sense of how we, how we walk in this faith? Anyways, um, let us pray. Our dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word, Lord. Uh, bless us in the, the, the faith as you continue to root us in your gospel. Lord, we know the temptations that are at hand, but by your word, uh, Lord, you have, you have granted us uh, the freedom and, and the forgiveness and the life that you give through your son. Bless us today, bless us this week, and grant us your safety and protection and peace. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.